the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Okay, maybe there's nothing wrong with it, but it does seem a little strange. Another superhero came out as gay yesterday. It's actually John Kent, who's the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane. I mean, who knew they had a kid? But here's the headline. Superman's son bisexual as DC Comics embraces diversity following Aquaman, Robin, and Marvel's uh, Marvel's uh, Captain America. Is this embracing or promoting here? That's what I'm wondering about. Uh, you know, it's a little bit beyond embracing. Uh, what's the percentage of gay people in the United States? I think it's less than 5%. Pretty soon, half the superheroes are going to be gay. The list is long. So, I mean, I actually have a stack here that I went through right here in my hands, as uh, Rush Limbaugh said, and his formerly nicotine-stained fingers. My, I don't know if mine were ever nicotine-stained. But anyway, I, I couldn't believe it, I mean, how easy it was to find this stuff. Uh, this uh, this is about the new Superman one. It says, uh, faster than a speeding bullet, change is coming to the Superman comics. John Kent, the son of original Superman Clark Kent and journalist Lois Lane, turns out to be bisexual in DC Comics' latest iteration of the superhero's adventures. The young man kisses reporter Jay Nakamura in issue five of the comic book Superman, Son of Kal-El, which is going to be released on November 9th. It's not a gimmick, uh, the writer Tom Taylor said in an interview from Melbourne, Australia, wearing a T-shirt with rainbow-striped Superman logo. When I was offered this job, I guess as a writer, uh, I thought, well, quote, well, if we're going to have a new Superman for the DC Universe, it feels like a missed opportunity to have another straight white savior. So you can't just be a straight white hero anymore there's too many of those we got to mix in some gay uh, and uh, different different uh, people of different ethnicities and we have to make sure that we have um, plenty of gay and bisexual superheroes because you wouldn't want to have kids just being left alone to just read a comic book you want to have relationships like this that they have to wonder about and 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 uh by the way um there are people out there who are adults, I guess, that still read comic books and take them seriously, you know, wondering about where the characters are going to go. And uh, the writers apparently are uh, aware of it. But um, he says here, I'm seeing tweets of people saying they burst into tears when they read the news. <laughs> that they would wish that Superman was this when they were growing up and they could see themselves. People are saying, for the first time ever, they're seeing themselves in Superman, something they never thought was possible. Now, of course, John Kent is not only gay, but he cares about the climate crisis. That's in the story, too. Uh, and uh, he's involved in, I guess, saving the planet from the global warming. I don't know. But he is as powerful as hope, faster than fate, and able to lift us all. And he's a very new hero, finding his way fighting things his father didn't as much. So Superman, he's been around since like 1940, and he, he must not have seen that the planet was about to be destroyed by global warming because he did nothing about it. What kind of a superhero is that? So uh, that's that's Superman. That's actually Superman's son that I, you know, I, I, I stopped reading comic books, I think, when I was 12. So I, you know, excuse me if I'm not... Not up to date on my comic book heroes. I see people on Twitter talking about this seriously, about comic book heroes. Um, and it's a comic book. If you're over the age of 12 and you have a comic book in your hand, you have, I don't know, just me. I think you might have some serious problems. 
uh, or maybe you don't have enough problems that you have so that you have the time to read comic books. So that's uh, Superman or Super Son or whatever they're calling this guy, John Kent. This says here WB reportedly wants Supergirl Supergirl to be bisexual in the DCEU. I don't know what the DCEU is. Mike, do you ever heard of that? I have no idea what it is. Uh, but that's what WB wants. But they want super, they, they don't want Supergirl to just be a woman who happens to have superpowers like Superman and can lift school buses full of children as they're getting ready to go over a cliff. You want to be a bisexual. You got to be bisexual. So that's what you got going on. And this is a, this this happens in the there's a movie coming out about Flash who apparently is not gay yet, but he's believe me, you know he's going to be he's getting there. Um, the Flash movie. Is coming out, and it's going to bring back Michael Keaton as Batman, believe it or not. I guess as an older Batman, which I'm glad for Michael Keaton. I know him. Uh, but the uh, th- this vehicle will also introduce Supergirl uh, for the first time uh, in this, into this, uh, I guess, this genre. I don't know what we call it. The Sasha Kali. Uh, cast as only the second ever cinematic incarnation of the Girl of Steel. We know that Callie's Supergirl will be a unique interpretation of the heroine, pulling from a few different versions of her in the comics. In keeping with this innovative approach to the character, the latest intel points to the studio wanting to use the Kryptonian in, uh, to mark a major milestone in the franchise. As per a new rumor shared by tipster uh daniel rickman on his patreon page some of the stuff i'm just reading i have no idea what it means but uh warner brothers is looking to portray supergirl as bisexual again in the dc eu i guess it's dc comics eu i don't know what it stands for that's all we know right now so we can't say if this is something that will be explored in the flash or saved for a future movie but supergirl is also bisexual uh by the way um I just Googled what the, what the um, percentage of gay people in the United States is. It's 5%. Uh, it's 3.5% gay, and I think 0.3% bisexual. It's very, it's, that's, those are the numbers. You, know, you can argue about how whether it's a little more or a little less, but that's, I'm just telling you what I saw. Both the MCU and the DCEU are in the process of working on their LG, a lot of, lot of initials here, on their LGBTQ plus representation. The pair of them seem to be at the stage where they're willing to verbally confirm a leading character is bisexual. Uh, actually, uh, they have the courage to actually show this on screen, it says here. And for years, DC fans have hoped the CW Supergirl would see Melissa Benoist, Kara, get together with Lena Luther. I guess Lena Luther is Supergirl's uh, other identity. I don't know. Secret identity. Though that seems unlikely to happen in the show's ongoing sixth and final season. Now, the, every one of these stories that I came across, it talks about people were really, just really anxious to have this happen. Lots of people out there were wondering why these people couldn't be gay or bisexual. Again, if you're a 12-year-old boy or girl, and the percentage of gay people is 5%, we'll just go with that number, how many people are actually out there reading a comic book and going, you know, it would really be much, I would really enjoy these comics more if Supergirl were bisexual? What 12-year-old kid, boy or girl, is saying that? They would have you believe in these stories that this is something that just people have been just, just, insane over and just wondering when it's going to happen and and just just upset that it hasn't happened yet and i'm trying to read my comics and i can't i can't enjoy it because they're not gay or bisexual okay so that's uh what do i got there i got superman um bat woman no supergirl that was supergirl now we're on to uh bat robin robin came out as bisexual and let's comic books know they are comic book fans know they are seen. So again, comic this is another story talking about Robin being gay, and it's it's telling you that there are 
tons of people out there just wishing they could make Robin gay or bisexual. Now, I read Batman and Robin when I was a kid. When we go on vacation up to our place in Canada, we would go for a month. The biggest day of the week was, on, I think it was on Wednesday, when the truck used to come by and deliver the comic books to the little store down the road. And we'd go down and use the money Uncle Red gave us and load up on comic books. And we'd read them for a week and trade them back and forth. And, and we, we were really very much into the, uh, the Superman, Batman, that kind of thing, Flash. I don't remember anybody going, you know... I wish Superman's son could be born, and then he, they could make him gay. Or, you know, I wish, why isn't Robin gay? Anyway, <clears throat> here's the story, <clears throat> excuse me, from NBCNews.com. And there's somebody named Loki, L-O-K-I. I have no idea who that is. But that's another person, superhero, comic book character, who came out as bisexual in the last 20 minutes. Marvel Marvel Studios made headlines this summer for a single scene in the new Disney series Loki. I don't know how to pronounce it. L O K I. These are all names. I'm, I'm I apologize. Uh, well, I don't actually because I'm glad I don't know who it is. But anyway, that's it's L O K I, in which the eponymous 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 e p o n y m o u s. I know that word. Eponymous. Eponymous. I don't care. Uh, character confirms he's bisexual. This week, DC Comics has published its own even more impactful glass closet shattering story. This is from uh, just August, a couple months ago, August 11th, two months ago. A glass closet shattering story in which Robin, long considered by readers to be the not-so-straight sidekick, the Batman, has a moment of self-acceptance and then agrees to go on a date with a very nice boy he just fought the bad guys with. Now, again, I read this when I was a kid. Now, I know things have changed. That was a million years ago. I don't remember sitting around with my buddies or my brothers and sisters and cousins and everybody when I was on vacation reading these comic books. You know... I wish it's just I don't think Robin is straight. I have a feeling he's gay. You know, let's have a discussion about that. We read the comic book, you know, and they went after the Joker and they did whatever they did to the Joker. And we were happy about that. That was enough. So here's here's a little bite from this piece. Allowing Robin to rescue a male love interest instead of a female one and otherwise have all the same romantic tropes play out shows people that these stories are universal. Okay, despite the jokes and head cannons of fans since the 1960s era, Adam West days have televised Batman episodes. Robin has never been actively portrayed as queer or bisexual in the comics themselves. Uh, requests from readers and fans were ignored by DC Comics, which continued to write Robin as a straight character. Requests from readers. Again, they put this in the story. Two people. 200 people, 2,000 readers, 200,000, 2 million. How many people were reading the comics and going, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna call. How do you get a hold of these people anyway? I'm going to call the comic book people. In this case, who is it? I don't know which one it is. Marvel. Marvel. I want to say Marvel, like Marvel win. Marvel. Mar- uh, but it's Marvel. Um, they, I got to call them up. I think we should call them up. Let's do that. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to call up the comic book company and request that Robin become bisexual. There's no way on earth that this happens. I'm just not buying it for a minute. I'm not saying there isn't, there aren't some people out there doing it, but to, to expect people to believe that they're being inundated with requests to make Robin bisexual, I'm just not buying it. Sorry. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm not buying it. Until I see the numbers, until I see how many, and I see the stack of uh, letters or the or the list of emails, I'm not buying it. With this move, Robin joins the limited ranks of a handful of DC comic book characters, including Batwoman and Midnighter. So Midnighter's also gay. I never heard of him or her, but that person has now apparently come out as gay. So you got Batwoman, Superman. Um, who else did I have in there? We didn't get the Wonder Woman yet. She's coming, um, but but this is a this is the, what's great about this. See, because Loki, Loki, L O K I, Iceman, Wiccan, and North Star. I, I guess they are also people who've come out gay. I don't know. These are comic book characters I've never heard of. 
Yeah, that's, that's what it says here. With this move, Robin joins the limited ranks of a handful of DC comic book characters, including Batwoman and Midnighter, and a, slight, or a, a slighter, longer list of Marvel heroes, Loki, Iceman, Iceman, Wiccan, and Northstar. So apparently they're all gay already. So Robin is joining that group uh, as being uh, shown as coming out of the closet. So uh, this is a, these are house. Now Robin is a household superhero name, and he is bisexual. So we have that going for us. Isn't that wonderful? And then the more from this story from NBCNews.com. Despite the hoopla of Loki's coming out this summer, Robin's story is far more boundary-breaking. The single gesture it included was of Loki saying he likes both men and women. He just said that in, the, in a, you know, on a panel of the comic book, that he, he likes boys and girls. The rest of the series stayed staunchly traditional. A lot, and then this is, I read you this one, allowing Robin to rescue a male love interest instead of a female one and otherwise have all the same romantic tropes play out shows people that these stories are universal and apply to everyone. So there you have Robin. Robin, I should say. Uh, before I take a break, I, 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 can, I think I can get to one more. Do you remember Green Lantern? Well, Green Lantern. I was a little suspicious of him. Anyway. Now, you know, the ring and the whole, I don't know. Anyway, the Green Lantern. Uh, the original Green Lantern, Alan Scott, has been in comic books since 1940, but it's only been since 2012 that he's been out as a gay man. So he's been gay for nine years now. Who knew? I didn't. So, though this revelation first took place with an, alter, uh, an alternate Alan Scott in DC's Earth 2 title during the new 52 era, I guess you're supposed to know all this if you're a, an adult who actually reads comic books. I'm not one of those. The mainstream DC Universe version followed suit earlier this year, coming out to his children, Jade and Obsidian. So, he's gay, but he has kids. So that complicates it a little bit more. So like, what, what's a 10... Who reads comic books? Maybe that's what I should be asking. Is it is it 10-year-olds? I mean, that's how old I was when I read them. Uh, I guess there are actually adults out there reading it. Uh, interestingly, uh, Alan Scott's son, Obsidian, has been out as a gay... Of course he is. His son is gay, of course. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to pass up that opportunity. He's been out as a gay man since 2004, beating his dad to the punch and reflecting a rare but very real experience shared by many readers who have multiple family members, even parents who are queer. Again, the word many. What does many mean? I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with what they, with, you know, the way they are or, or that they shouldn't have the feelings they have about wishing they would see a character like that in a comic book. But you're putting this in the story. Many readers. Many readers. How many is many? Uh, it's only 5% in the whole country. So how many could many be? Well, I haven't gotten to uh, some other ones. We're not done yet, by the way, with the uh, gay superheroes. I'll take a break, and when I come back, we'll finish up. And uh, I'm sure you'll be thrilled to hear about the, uh, the other group here, the rest of the group. So, and I also want to tell you right now about um, something that's really important. Uh, if, if you smoke or if you have uh, family members or friends who smoke, pretty good chance you wish you didn't and pretty good chance that they wish they didn't. Well, uh, we have uh, a way for you to, to quit smoking now that really works and it's proven. And what you do is you go to MyNicotineTest.com. The company is called IntelliQuit. Uh, and MyNicotineTest.com CEO has been a major thought leader in tobacco treatment for over 30 years. He's treated more than uh, more tobacco-dependent people probably than anyone else in the country. And when you want to check your weight, what do you do? You step on a scale, right? Well, the MyNicotine test measures nicotine levels. They use urine strips, urine test strips to, to monitor the progress. Then you have individualized... Uh, plan to your personal chemistry based on what those tests showed about your nicotine level. And they know how how strong your addiction is, uh, how much nicotine is actually in your system, and that's how they come up with a science-based approach uh, to get you to quit. And the quit rate is 70%. 
and you don't have to be ready to quit entirely. You quit at your own pace. And the cost of my nicotine test is similar to a carton of cigarettes. That's how much you pay for this. And it works for cigarettes, vaping, and chewing tobacco. So go to MyNicotineTest.com, check it out, see how it works. If you don't smoke, send it to somebody who uh, who you know who does smoke, and this will help them, I guarantee you. We'll be right back. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking taking Lens S and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Lens S. Learn more at lensess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Abby and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. This is AM1250. The answer. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listeners specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike's offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great specials. That's 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, finishing up on the uh, the uh, gay superheroes. Um, uh, pretty soon they're all going to be gay, I guess. Uh, this is a story from February 27th of 2015, six years ago. Almost six years ago. Batwoman is lesbian. The Green Lantern is gay, of course. And now Catwoman, the leather-clad denizen of Gotham City who made her comic book debut in 1940, has been confirmed as bisexual. In the new issue of the DC comic Catwoman number 39, uh, the character, uh, Selena Kyle, also known as Catwoman, kisses another woman and confirms a long-held rumor about her sexuality. She's flirted around it quite literally for years now. For me, this wasn't a revelation so much as a confirmation, said writer jean Viev Valentine on her blog. Adding that Kyle was canon bisexual. You ready for what that means? That means that this isn't a plot that will be quietly forgotten about. It means she's it, baby. She is going to be bisexual, and that's it. Uh, And uh, the current Catwoman storyline sees Kyle having hung up her cat suit to head up a crime family in Gotham City with a new character, Iko, having taken on the masked identity. 
Iko seemed like the right person, intelligent, driven in that uncanny valley of almost Catwoman, and knows enough about Selena that her honest that their honesty has become something of a shelter in a situation that's getting increasingly dishonest for everybody involved. This is a comic book. They're talking about it like it's Shakespeare. They're developing the character. This is what's going on. And then just finishing up, there's another one. Who's this? I forget even who it is now. This is uh, Javisha Leslie, the first bisexual Batwoman on playing an unapologetically queer hero. I think we covered Batwoman already. So that pretty much sums it up. Uh, that's your uh, your comic book update. We'll be sure to keep you updated on when your favorite superhero comes out of the closet. I'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Correspondent Julie Walker reports the Biden administration again urging the courts to step in and suspend a new Texas pro-life law that has banned most abortions in the state since early September. It's not clear when the Fifth Circuit Court will decide whether to extend what is currently a temporary order allowing the Texas law to stand. Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider in Texas, relayed to the court in a separate filing Monday night numerous stories of Texas women impacted by the law, and their lawyer told the court Oklahoma staff are working overtime to care for Texas patients denied abortions. Southwest Airlines appears to be fixing problems that caused the cancellation of nearly 2,400 flights over the previous three days by midday Southwest, canceling fewer than 100 flights. The stocks are mixed. The Dow is down 28 points, but the Nasdaq ahead 15. This is SRN News. A listener that stands out that I worked with was this older couple that was interested in refinancing. They reached out to a few different lenders and, you know, their credit wasn't the best. I know some of these other bigger banks, you just won't hear back from them, which I cannot stand. Not everybody has the 780 credit scores and just because you don't qualify at one time doesn't mean that you'll never qualify. I'll walk you through what you have to do, whether it's two, three, six months from now. Back to that older couple, we worked with them for months and months to improve their credit. And we were able to get the loan done. We were saving them hundreds each month, thousands of dollars a year. Finally got themselves into a situation financially that they can handle and they could start saving money each month for retirement. End of the day, they just could not be happier, which just put a huge smile on my face. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Metal Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to Animalist Consumer Access. Federal or corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. AM 1250. The answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. I don't think we should be questioning other people's faith. And are there people who are making up a religious exemption because they don't want to get the vaccine? Sure. Of course there are. Who's going to decide who that is? The county? The government? A radio host? Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. Sounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Dixie and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you want to do what's best for them. To live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy and Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do. To protect your assets, to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. 
Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. It's a solid jam on the Parkway East, your outbound trip between 2nd Avenue and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. About a 30-minute delay. We're really crawling along down to single-digit speeds through some spots there. On the inbound side, busy 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West not doing that badly, just a little crowded inbound between Green Tree Road and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Also looking at some minor delays, outbound 28, Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Mainly clear and mild tonight with areas of late night fog. We'll see a nighttime low of 58. Sunny to partly cloudy tomorrow. It'll be warm with a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy skies with a low of 57. Thursday will be very warm with some sunshine giving way to clouds. Temperatures more typical of late summer. We'll see a high Thursday of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, before we get to our guest, I uh, I didn't want to sell Aquaman short. Uh, here's the headline from the Star Observer in Australia uh, back in, um, uh, when was this? Uh, August of 2019. Aquaman is a gay man in the DC Universe's Young Justice. Uh, this is about a, uh, a um, an animated series. And in the latest episode of Young Justice, Outsiders, uh, Calder Alm exchanges a passionate kiss with another Atlantean, Wind, who works for King Orin, revealing his sexuality. So Aquaman joins the club. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you smoke or know someone who smokes, you, know, you probably wish you didn't smoke, and so do the smokers you uh, know, but it's tough to quit. Uh, but there's a new plan for kicking the habit. And full disclosure, uh, the company IntelliQuit is a new sponsor. I just talked about it before the break there. But that's not why I wanted to have the CEO on the show. I spoke with him about this for a, uh, for a while a few days ago. And sponsor or not, I just thought he had a great story. And I just think it's something that can really help a lot of people. His name is Ken Bars, and he joins us now. Ken, thanks for being here. John, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. So um, you are with the New York City Fire Department. Um, how did you get involved in the tobacco cessation coaching business? Well, I've been in tobacco treatment for many decades. And um, I knew professionally and personally uh, our chief medical officer, who's a lung specialist by training. And he and I had been trying to get a uh, tobacco treatment program at FDNY for years uh, 9-11 happened, and he called me literally within hours of the second collapse and said, uh, I can't breathe and I don't smoke. My guys who uh, do smoke or who go home to a spouse that smokes, um, we can't reverse the effects, obviously, of the terrorist attack and the particulate matter and smoke that everybody was inhaling but what we can do is take those who are smokers or as i say go home to a smoking household and treat them and that's how our program started but but what was it about what happened on 9-11 and everything that was involved in those buildings coming down that uh made it made it uh necessary for you to focus on smokers sure so um, if you remember the uh, both still images and the videos of that day, um, yeah. there was a, a hazy appearance, and that was the smoke and particulate matter of two million tons of buildings being vaporized in uh, about 10 seconds. Fires continued for months thereafter, and that produced a situation that compromised and threatened the lungs of our, work for, our workforce. Um, again, we couldn't do anything about that, um, but what we could do is reduce the four to 7,000 chemicals that cigarette smokers ingest with every puff. So, so that uh, was worse for whatever was happening to people's lungs, it was worse for people who smoked. Absolutely. In fact, we have 
very good data. It's been published in a variety of medical journals, uh, CHEST being one. Um, there are others showing that uh, as bad as it was for all of the men and women of the New York City Fire Department, in fact, all of lower Manhattan, um, it was much worse if they were also cigarette smokers. And so uh, what was the success rate uh, with the New York City Fire Department with, um, with uh, MyNicotineTest.com? So we've been able, over the course of the 20 years since 9-11-2001, to enjoy a quit rate of 7 out of 10 smokers. That's 70%. I'll also mention that we also have, perhaps this will surprise some of your listeners, uh, a number, uh, a rather large number, actually, of firefighters who chew tobacco. Mm -hmm. Um, So we also include those in those numbers. So we've been able to attain that level of success because we treat every cigarette smoker as an individual. Um, Less than 5% of smokers are successful if they quit on their own. And the main reason for that is that the treatment is not individualized to the individual tobacco user. Um, Nobody would give the same dose of medicine to a mouse as they would to an elephant. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have some smokers who are elephants. Uh, Everybody responds to medication a little bit differently. So, for example, if a individual is interested in losing weight, the first thing they're going to do is step on a scale, a weight scale. MyNicotineTest.com is a scale for tobacco users. We're able to measure the amount of nicotine in their system. We are also able to quantify their level of addiction, and then we can begin a program that measures their success. And because we're measuring their success that's why we have a quit rate of 7 out of 10, 70%. We're um, now recognized as the standard of care by, for example, the American College of Chest Physicians. So, so um, how does the test work? Technically, it works by measuring the amount of nicotine in the smoker system in 15 minutes. It is and a urine-based test. How, how do you measure that? Sure. So it's test. a urine-based test that is a test strip which changes color based on the amount of the nicotine in the tobacco user's body. The more nicotine, the redder the color. Using uh, what's called computer vision on the user's smartphone, they take a picture and using what is called uh, artificial intelligence, or neural network architecture is the technical term, we get a number and result in three seconds. We use that number that we get um, to quantify how much nicotine the person has in their smoker, and that tells us what we should do to ensure that they are eventually able to stop but also feel normal throughout the quitting process. So the individual does not have to be ready to stop when we first see them. Okay. So so how much difference is there in nicotine level among smokers? Is it only based on the amount of smoking a person is doing, or is uh, individual uh, metabolism a part of it? Both of those factor into it, but it's more than just that. because of the way people inhale, it's called, the phenomena is called compensatory smoking. Some people inhale faster, some people inhale deeper, some people mm-hmm. inhale more, uh, more shallow. Um, they can take more puffs per cigarette. So it's very individualized. The number of cigarettes, for example, that a person smokes is important, but that's only one piece of the puzzle. I've seen people who smoke three cigarettes a day who have the same level of nicotine as other people who smoke 15 to 20 cigarettes a day. I've seen so people it's who not smoke just how 20 many, cigarettes how. a day. Exactly, exactly. And that's why it's really important to measure how much nicotine they're actually getting in their system. So uh, I smoked a long time ago when I was a kid. I quit before I turned 21 years old. Um, Good for you. But Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, I mean, so I know how smoking works, and I know uh, the difference between taking a big drag and taking little puffs. And so if I'm someone who's taking really big drags on that cigarette, 
that I, I, I could, if I take really big drags on one cigarette, that might be worse than someone not doing that on five cigarettes. You know, well, in other words, I would, I'd very, be getting more nicotine. It's very individualized, and you may, but mm-hmm. you never know. That's why we measure. Oh, okay. it's, uh, think, of it, think, think of it as if you look at somebody's dinner plate and it's, it's filled to the top, um, it matters whether they're eating vegetables or whether they're eating cake. Mm-hmm. So we want to right. measure exactly how much they're getting so we can know how to proceed. We um, also are offering to your listeners free expert tobacco treatment counseling. Mm-hmm. So with, with every purchase, we will contact the individual either via email, text, phone call, video conference, and we'll able, we're able to work with them to ensure that they can succeed. So, yeah, so who are these coaches and, and how do they coach? What's involved in coaching someone? Well, for your listeners, I will be the primary coach. And okay. as I said, my background is fairly extensive, aside from being director of the um, tobacco treatment for the New York City Fire Department. Um, I'm also on the medical staff of uh, St. George's Medical School um, in the Department of Psychiatry. I'm also an editor of the Journal of Smoking Cessation, the Journal of Medical Internet Research. Um, I'm a co-author on the American College of Chess Physicians Tobacco Treatment Toolkit. And not to toot my own horn, but I'm considered an expert in the field of tobacco addiction. That's one of the many reasons why we have a quit rate of 70%. And uh, we want to bring that level of success to tobacco users nationwide. So, uh, um, I mean, I was addicted to smoking. Uh, I mean, I, I was able to quit. Uh, but, uh, you know, I had only smoked for three years. It hadn't built up for 30 or 40 years like some people. How do you quantify the the level of addiction from one person to another? Uh, is it based on the number of cigarettes I need every day, or is there something else involved in that? Well, c- certainly the number of cigarettes that a person consumes every day is important, but that's only one small piece of the puzzle. We also want to measure their nicotine levels. There's a direct relationship between the amount of nicotine in their system as measured in their urine um, to the severity of addiction. We also, by talking to them, interviewing them, we also understand if they've tried to stop in the past, how they experienced that attempt. Case in point, somebody who's smoking 40 cigarettes a day has put on a nicotine patch and they were, all, they were able to get down to, let's say, five to seven cigarettes a day, and eventually they gave up because they thought they weren't successful. Actually, they were successful. They just weren't getting enough nicotine. So we measure the amount of nicotine that they got when they're a smoker. We measure the amount of nicotine that they get when they're on a patch. We measure how they feel when they're just on one patch. And based on all of that and talking to them, we're able to show them that by increasing the amount of nicotine, not only will they be more successful, but they'll feel normal during the quitting or cutting down process. That's really important. It's important that everybody stop, but one of the things that increases the chances of somebody staying tobacco-free is if they feel normal throughout the process. Yeah, and And I've heard, and we're talking... We're talking to Matt Bars, he's CEO of uh, MyNicotineTest.com. Um, I've heard it said, and I don't know, you know, it might be an old wives' tale. I don't know. Uh, if, are you allowed to say old wives' tale anymore? I don't even know that. But um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> is, um, is 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 nicotine as tough to uh, as tough a habit to kick as anything, including heroin? People who have been addicted to both nicotine as well as uh, other drugs of abuse, heroin, cocaine, alcohol, almost universally will say that giving up cigarettes was the hardest thing that they can do. Also, there's, there's pharmacologic evidence that the fastest and most powerful way to get a drug into your brain is to smoke it. And that's what you're doing with nicotine. You're basically, you're freebasing tobacco. You're freebasing nicotine. So indeed... Um, I don't know if I'm going to use the metaphor of old wives' tale, but 
what you're re- what you're mentioning is certainly the case, and we know that scientifically as well as from folks, as I say, who've been addicted to tobacco as well as other drugs. Now, is there a gradual reduction in smoking leading up to the moment when you know you smoked your last cigarette? I mean, is there a day where you say, "Okay, I'm done. This is my I, I've I've finished the program." I mean, how how long does that take to get to that point, and is it a gradual reduction in the number of cigarettes you smoke, or how does it work? I prefer all of my patients, with a few exceptions, uh, to engage in what we call reduction to cessation, what, what um, a user might call a weaning off process. Mm-hmm. I prefer that they do that uh, scientifically with uh, medication. Some people prefer to quit with uh, an e-cigarette, and that's fine. Uh, we'll work with them however they choose. But generally speaking, um, it is more successful if you wean the person down. That way we can keep track of their nicotine levels. We can keep track of their withdrawal symptoms to ensure that they stop without discomfort. And that's real important. You want somebody to quit without pain um, and eventually succeed. Now, I only have about a minute and a half left, but I want to cover cigars and smokeless tobacco um, sure. people who do do that, especially cigars, they think they're avoiding the nicotine and uh, the smokeless tobacco. Uh, how does the program work with them, and how important is it to re- uh, understand that cigars is not ex- necessarily helping you out that much? Right. We treat and measure all forms of nicotine. So taking cigars first, um, many cigar smokers don't think that they inhale. As a rule of thumb, If you smell it, you're inhaling it. That's number one. Number Mm -hmm. two, um, the going to have to bring you back to high school chemistry for just a moment. The smoke in uh, in cigar smoke is what is called alkaline. That means it has a pH above seven. That means that the tobacco smoke in a cigar is absorbed directly through the lining of the mouth, even if the person didn't inhale. And again. You know, when I used to smoke cigars, uh, we're talking at least about 30 minutes or so. Um, nobody holds their breath for 30 minutes. If you smell it, you're inhaling it. Okay. Talking about the smokeless tobacco, real simple. Um, we treat all forms of tobacco, and they can have very high levels of nicotine uh, in their systems as well. And we'll address all of that. Ten seconds. How much does the program cost? Less than a carton of smokes. Uh, the average pack of cigarettes in Pennsylvania is about $8.40. Um, we're talking about less than a week of tobacco. Very good. Hey, uh, Matt Bars of uh, MyNicotineTest.com, thanks for your time. Appreciate you being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, John. That's Matt Bars, and we'll be right back. checking your mailbox because you owe money to the irs stop pretending it'll magically go away the irs can garnish your paycheck levy your bank accounts even take your home or business scary stuff thankfully there's a new way to get right with the irs it's called the taxpayer relief initiative an irs program created specifically to help taxpayers struggling due to the pandemic this powerful program provides new more flexible options that can make resolving your tax problems easier if you qualify could save you money. Nobody knows this program like America's number one tax relief firm, Optima Tax Relief. Optima will stand between you and the IRS, fighting to help stop aggressive collection actions and helping to protect your assets. Don't wait till it's too late. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the Radio Listeners Specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow's mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike's offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. 
Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great specials. That's 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Remember when those quarters came out depicting different states? Did you keep some from your home state or a state that held a special memory? They're just quarters, but a quarter can be significant when it's a quarter of your retirement savings. Do you want to pay 25% or more in taxes during your retirement? Beth Andrews and her team at NetWorth Advisors can create a retirement plan to help address taxes in retirement. Beth and her team have been helping families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They have strategies to help you keep as much of your money as possible. Call Beth Andrews and the NetWorth Advisors team now at 800-426-1428 to schedule a visit. A quarter saved is a quarter earned. Call 800-426-1428 now. That's 800-426-1428. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So in my last minute here, I'll change the subject a little bit. Uh, a lot of talk about vaccines and uh, people refusing to work and NBA players refusing to play and not being allowed to play because they're not vaccinated. So I came across this from Jay Bhattacharya, a guy who's been uh, speaking about this throughout this entire uh, period of hysteria. Uh, he's a professor out at uh, a, a professor of medicine at Stanford. He he retweeted uh, something here from somebody named Don Walt, but this is a graph from the UK, and it says right here it shows the numbers. Okay, Co- COVID infection rates are higher among the fully vaccinated in all age cohorts over thirty years old. I get that again. People who have been vaccinated are getting. COVID more often than people who are not in the UK. And he says uh, both vaxxed and unvaxxed get infected and spread and in most age groups, the vaxxed more so, which renders vaccine passports useless. That's where we are, but, you know, let's keep up those mandates and keep those kids, uh, get, let's keep shooting those kids up because it's really going to help. Un. Unbelievable. Talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.